0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya vasudevaya. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 3, Texts 4 and 5, Translation and Commentary by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Founder Acharya of Iskun. Ritvija Uchuhu Arhasi Muhor Arhatamarhanam Asmakam Anupathanam Namo Nama Ityetavat ityeta Sad Upashik Shitam Korhati Puman Prakriti Guna Vyatikara Mate Anisha Ishwarazia Parasya Prakriti Purushayo Arvat Tanabhi Nama Rupa Rupani Rupinam Sakala shivatama naika desha Srimad Bhagavatam is the science of God. That is described in the Bhagavatam itself. Bhagavat tattva vijnanam. This, this very word is used, vigyan science. So here in the Srimad Bhagavatam is described who is God and how to understand Him. Here we see in the sacrificial arena of Maharaj Nabhi that God has directly appeared. But the priests. They are admitting that even though you are here, we cannot properly understand you. Now this is not very surprising. Even any ordinary person, if, if we just see them, we can't understand very much about them. Because every person is very complex. And even everybody doesn't understand everything about themselves. Just by seeing someone, you can't understand everything about them. You may misunderstand. Just like if you saw Śrīla Prabhupāda, just by seeing him, you may not know what a great person he is. Generally, people think a great person must be a very big-bodied person. Because in the bodily concept of life, we equate a big body with a big person. But if we, if we saw Srila Prabhupada, we see, from the physical point of view, quite short. But despite his apparently short stature, he was spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world. So here Lord Vishnu has appeared in the sacrificial arena. And the priests of Maharaj Nabhi were expressing their inability to understand Him properly. It's not possible to understand God fully. Even an ordinary person, if we cannot understand them fully, then how can we understand God fully? Still, we are directed to try to understand God. People, they are studying the personalities of great persons of this material world. What are their qualities? Just like last night I was reading... Prabhupada lecture. And Prabhupada was saying he had read something about Stalin, how he went for an operation on his stomach. And when they came to give the chloroform, he said no. So they did the operation. They cut open his stomach when he was fully awake. Did you all hear this? You heard this before? It's a famous story, eh? Nobody they didn't know? They didn't. I thought in Russia they must know this. I do think about Russian. I only heard this yesterday from Prabhupada. Anyway, the point is that because he was a great person, of course a great demon, but great this way or that way, he was great. So there is some information about him. He was not an ordinary person. Even to be a great demon, that means not sleeping. You can be a great bear or a great hedgehog by sleeping. Hedgehog means there's some creature, they go to sleep for six months in the winter. You know, it has—it's like it has this uh, this spikes coming out of its body. So that uh, Prabhupada often used to quote that. Even the lion, the lion has become great not by sleeping. Nahisubtasya singhasya pravishanti mukeim Rigam says that the lion, he is the king of the forest. But if he wants to eat, he has to go and get his his prey. It's not because he's the king of the jungle that the animal will come up to him and say, "My dear sir, please eat me." So similarly, God is so great, why? Because of His great activities. That just with a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of His energies, He creates, maintains and destroys millions of universes. This is why we say God is great. Prabhupada always used to say, Prabhupada always used to say, it's not enough to say God is great. But we should know how God is great. And then if we know how God is great, then our devotion can become very strong. If we think God is great, well, I'm great also. So I'm great this much and maybe God is great this much. And I'll do some more exercises and build up my muscles and then I'll become greater than God. It may sound like foolishness, but this is what the demons are thinking. Just like Hiranyakashipu knew that Vishnu was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But he thought, let me do some strong austerities and then I'll be able to kill Vishnu. So we all have the demoniac mentality to some extent. Yeah. So we're thinking, I can also enjoy as good as God. Therefore we should understand how great is God. Then we can actually dedicate ourselves to Him fully. <laughs> Krishna says in the Gita, one of the most important verses, that I am the source of everything. Everything emanates from me. The wise who know this perfectly... Engage in my devotional service fully. Buddha, bhava. The, the bhav, the feeling for Krishna develops. This word bhava is well known in Vaishnava understanding. It means feeling. So sometimes we find devotees, they're very interested to develop bhava. But that is a, 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 an empty feeling because they don't want to take the trouble of understanding how great God is. They want to jump up to the level of bhava artificially. Let us discuss Krishna's intimate pastimes. That you can do, that is in 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. But before the 10th canto, there are so many other cantos, nine other cantos. So we should read these first nine cantos to fully understand who is Krishna. Otherwise, if we read Krishna's intimate leader, that's Krishna consciousness. It says in the Bhagavatam. That, of course, is misunderstanding. But you may be surprised to know that there are people who actually say like this. In the name of Bhagavatam, they engage in immoral, illicit activities. And the situation was so much bad that in the 19th century, beginning of 20th century, that any re- in Bengal, no respectable person wanted to touch the Bhagavatam or have anything to do with Vaishnavism. Because Krishna consciousness had been so much misrepresented by cheetahs. So in spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world, we shall be very careful not to make this kind of mistake. We shall be very careful to follow the process given by the bona fide acharyas. Don't jump like a monkey, Prabhupada used to say. Prabhupada used to say that, don't jump like a monkey. Monkey is very expert at jumping. And they look very healthy and energetic. But monkeys, they simply cause a disturbance. I don't think you have in Russia except in the zoo. But everywhere in, everywhere in India, there are monkeys and a lot of disturbance. You may be cooking in the kitchen. If the door is open, they'll come behind you and, and steal everything. They're very bold. One time I was uh, sitting, taking prasad with all the devotees in uh, one place in Vrindavan. Then all the monkeys attacked and my prasad was gone. He took it right in from in front of me. So monkey we should not jump like a monkey if we are very enthusiastic to understand Srimad Bhagavatam that's very good but don't jump into that which we are not ready for why don't we read just like we, we are now reading 5th canto about Rishabdev? we should be very enthusiastic to read what Rishabdev is saying Rishabhdev is not a sentimental Bhagavatam speaker he starts his teaching to his sons very strongly he says that, my dear sons, he was speaking to his sons, so he might have thought, he might have said to them, my dear sons, and then something very soft and sweet, but he said, my dear sons, my dear sons, don't waste your human form of life, don't Engage in bodily sense gratification. Because even the hogs and the dogs, they're enjoying that very nicely. Don't imitate the hogs and the dogs. Engage in austerities, tapasya. So that you can enjoy eternal spiritual happiness. So why don't they discuss these verses? You'll find professional Bhagavatam speakers, they speak very nicely and many people are attracted to them. But they'll never speak these verses. Because if they say this, everyone will run away. Just like one time Prabhupada, he was having this pandal program in uh, Bombay. And this sannyasi came from another organization, some bogus organization. And he said, we're also having a pandal program in Bombay. But we have many, many more people coming to our pandal program than your pandal program. So Prabhupada said, well, what are you doing in your pandal program? We're distributing free blankets to the poor people. Prabhupada said, well, if we did that, we'd also get many people coming. But what was Prabhupada doing in his Pandal program? Prabhupada was preaching extremely heavily. Especially in India, Prabhupada was so heavy. Sometimes people used to get up and walk out in the middle of Prabhupada's lectures. Prabhupada was so strong that you're Indian, you, you should take this up seriously. Why are you imitating the lives of the hogs and the dogs? One time in Madras, Prabhupada was again and again saying, Murha, Murha, you are just like Murha. Again and again and again, he was. So, Prabhupada said to this, uh, hmm, what is it, Bharatiya Seva Sangha, sannyasi. He said that if we are selling diamonds, we don't expect to get many customers. But if we are, if we are selling cheap beads, then we may get so many customers. So, actually, that Mayavadi rascal argued with Prabhupada. But Prabhupada's preaching had some effect because later. Just before Prabhupada left this world he joined our movement and he's been in it ever since. <coughs> so this is Madhai. You know Madhai in Allahabad? He's the town president in Allahabad. No. no. Madhai Swami. Not Swami. No. He's, he had to, when you join ISKCON, you join us, you give up your sannyas. <laughs> the Mayabad sannyas that's that's not accepted. Although actually Prabhupada, Prabhupada was very liberal in giving sannyas actually to Indian Devotees, especially quite several Indian devotees, joined and Prabhupada just practically immediately gave them initiation, sannyas, everything. Yes, yes, yes. Just like uh, Bhakti Charu Swami, he just joined and Prabhupada immediately gave him first and second initiation, gave him the name Kirchho Gopinath. Then after just you know after I think it was it been five months in the movement or something, Prabhupada said, "Okay, now I'm going to give you sannyas." And one of and Prabhupada's secretary, who had been a sannyasi for many years. This was, I think, 1977. So Prabhupada's secretary, he he said, Well, uh, Prabhupada, do you think it's all right to give such a new man, Sannyas? Prabhupada said, he's already far more advanced than you from previous lives. So anyway, the point that we're making is that, Krishna consciousness, we should speak clearly and properly. This philosophy is very powerful. If presented clearly as it is, sincere people will be attracted that Prabhupada said, sincere people will be attracted by my books. Sometimes we think, well, we're distributing books. Who's going to read these books? It's all, uh, all this Sanskrit and a very unusual philosophy which people are not used to. And anyway, it's telling people to give up meat-eating, illicit sex, intoxication and gambling and to surrender to an Indian god who's blue. Who's going to read such books? So Prabhupada said, who's going to read these books? Those who are sincere are going to read these books. And there must be such people; otherwise, what's the whole? What's the purpose of the creation? The purpose of the creation: that one thing is to give people the chance to enjoy their senses, but another is to deliver them from this situation. The first part is to give people the chance to enjoy their senses, enjoy and suffer. And another point is to deli- deliver them from that situation. So, deliver means people have to have a little sincerity; otherwise, how can they be delivered? And actually there are many devotees all over the world. Chaitanya Mahāprabhu said, This Krishna consciousness will be spread to every town and village in the world. And Chaitanya Mahāprabhu also says in Chaitanya Charitamrita that there are many deities of the Lord spread all over the world. So in teachings of Lord Chaitanya, Prabhupāda comments on this. There are many deities all over the world. That means there are many devotees there to serve them also. So there are already many, many devotees all over the world. Just like you are all devotees. You didn't know it, but Prabhupada's books reminded you that you're not Russian. You're Krishna's eternal servant. Because you had some sincerity when you read that, you remembered Krishna. So many devotees are here. It means they must have been practicing devotional service in a previous life. Tatrtang buddhi samyogam, lavante kam. That says in Gita. Krishna says, the unsuccessful yogi, he, when he comes in contact with Krishna consciousness, he again remembers. So these books, therefore, waking people up. Who's going to read these books? Only devotees are interested in these books. So who's going to read these books? All the devotees. All the devotees out there who forgot their devotees. There are many, many, many at different stages. Even they may not immediately read it. They may be very forgetful that they're a devotee. Just like one devotee was telling me, he was attending university in Los Angeles. So every day the Hari Nam party used to come to the campus. So he made a point to walk out of his way to avoid them. But even though he was avoiding them, still every day he heard the sound in his ear. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So one, one day after some weeks and months one of the devotees caught him and said, here, take a sweet ball, prasadam. So he did. So every day when he was walking, he didn't walk so far away because he was thinking, that sweet's pretty good. I wouldn't mind another one of them. So this went on for some time. Then one of the devotees captured him and gave him a back to Godhead magazine. So after some months of having that in his house, he had a look at it. And the philosophy Awakened some intellectual interest, some curiosity, not not spiritual sentiment, some intellectual curiosity. But even then, he didn't take it very seriously. So after another few weeks, when a devotee approached him again, he, he he asked just out of curiosity, "What is this? Some question?" So then the devotee said, "Well, Prabhupada's here in Los Angeles. Why don't you come and hear from him?" So he thought, "Well, that's interesting." slowly, slowly getting captured by Krishna. So he went. he went at the time they told him for the class and he opened the door to the temple and he was completely amazed because when he opened the door this strong smell of incense almost knocked him out and there was these huge bright pictures all over the walls of things which he had never seen before and there were several hundred people dressed up in the Hare Krishna clothes and they were all bowed down on the floor. He would never seen or heard or imagined such a scene. And way at the end of the hall was Prabhupada sitting, saying, "Jai Om Vishnupad, Paramahamsa, etc. So anyway, he sat down and listened to the lecture. Afterwards, a devotee came up and said, Oh, that was a really wonderful lecture, wasn't it? And our friend agreed. Although actually he hadn't understood one word of it. Not only not understood the philosophy, but not even understood what Prabhupada was saying. I also had the same experience when I joined this movement that in the temples they were always playing cassettes of Prabhupada's lectures. But it took me about a month before I could understand anything that was being said. Because Prabhupada had a thick Indian accent, which we were not used to. And his style of speaking English was, it was almost like another dialect. Or something. And he'd use all these Sanskrit words which we couldn't understand at all. So anyway, this devotee was telling me that he was when he went into the temple, actually his first experience, he felt a little afraid. Sometimes you see these science fiction movies someone he walks into something and he, he, so all of a sudden he realizes he 's in a spaceship from outer, from another planet and they take off and they go to another planet. so he thought he was in something like that anyway. This was an example of someone who has woken up pretty slowly, but after some time, he was on the, he was going out with the Harinam party to the university himself this time he was a member of the Sankitan party chanting Hare Krishna so there There are many devotees out there. Some are very tough cases to to get through to them. Because even though they're devotees, they've got thick coverings, thick layers of Maya. There's another story I'll tell. I think I told Datrimoni this one already. That One of our devotees, he was on Sankitan in London. And uh, some so-called Christian demon was harassing him. It doesn't only happen in Russia. So it was was about one o'clock and the devotee thought, no, no. The man was harassing him, so he went somewhere else to another place to distribute books. But wherever he went, this demon guy followed him. So he he couldn't distribute any books because as soon as he approached someone, this guy would say, "Don't take it! It's Satan! It's the devil!" So in London, you know, people are just rushing. They don't want to waste their time. They don't want to get involved with some crazy guy screaming about the devil and Satan. So this devotee Kripamoy, he said, he thought, "Well, it's about one o'clock. It's about lunchtime anyway." So I might as well go back to the temple and take some prasad. And after prasad, I'll go out again, and this way I'll get rid of this nonsense guy. So he went back to the temple, but this guy followed him all the way. You're going to hell. You're, you're a representative of the devil. You have to follow Jesus. So he walked right in the temple, right behind our devotee. He came in talking all these things. And Prabhupada Das Brahmachari, who happened to be the temple president, was standing just in the entrance so he saw Kripamoy one of his Sankitan men walk in with this harassed look on his face and this crazy guy talking all nonsense coming in behind him so Prabhupada just said stop I say Prabhupada because he wasn't time. so the guy was shocked and he just stopped so then what's your problem well I believe in Jesus and the only way is Jesus and you're all going to hell and I'm, I'm trying to save you so Prabhupada said, Well, I'm also from a fanatical Protestant family. So then he started to preach to him. And the man actually started to listen. So they brought him in and gave him prasadam. And he actually, became, he actually became very interested. And he said, uh, Are people allowed to join your movement? He said, uh, What do you have to do? So he told him the four regulated principles. And he said, uh, Why aren't you allowed to eat meat? He said, Oh, it's extremely sinful. What do you do for a living anyway? Well, I'm a butcher. Butcher? Means the guy was a butcher. Butcher? Yes. (laughs) I'm a butcher. I'm 40 years old. And uh, I'm married and I smoke 40 cigarettes a day. All right, chant Hare Krishna, he told. Prabhupada Maharaj told. So he did. And uh, two or three days later he came and said, Look, I'm convinced. I've got to join your movement. So he did. But he had a little problem with the smoking. From time to time, every two or three days, he'd be found out the back somewhere. So then after some time they're saying, no, no, you can't stay. You can't, you can't go out the back and smoke. So then he had to go away. But he couldn't go away. He came back again. So he struggled like this for about two months. And then he was fixed up. So dino hino Joto chilo hariname udharilo. All those who are the most fallen, they'll be saved by the Holy Nick. There are many, many sincere people. Even they may not know it. They may be thinking, I'm Russian. I'm Christian. I'm a demon. I hate Krishna consciousness. But they might also be devotees. We don't know. We go out and distribute books and preach. We don't know what wonderful things will happen. Already so many wonderful things are happening. This is wonderful how we are all here together chanting Hare Krishna. One time in London, Prabhupada was sitting in his room and he started to laugh. This time, this was actually a long time ago before, before regular book distribution even started. And the devotee's daily program was they'd have the morning program in the temple and then a few devotees would stay back to do pujari work and this and that. And everyone else would go on harinam. They'd go out for three hours in the morning and come back and take some prasad. And they'd go out for three hours in the afternoon, come back, have a bath and go to evening arati. That was their daily program every day. So Prabhupada was sitting in his room in London and he started to laugh. So devotee asked Prabhupada, why are you laughing? And Prabhupada said, I'm laughing because Narad Muni is laughing. Narad Muni is at Mabalach. That's where the Sankitan party was. Nar- Narad Muni is with the Sankitan party and he's laughing in ecstasy to see how the malachas are chanting Hare Krishna. So these are wonderful things. How we are all... We're all most fallen, but somehow now we're chanting Hare Krishna. Prabhupada said that uh, this movement is for turning crows into peacocks. Prabhupada said, I was also a crow, but now they're calling me a peacock. Prabhupada's humility. So, Krishna, this verse is saying, we cannot understand. We cannot understand fully. But Krishna is so kind, he reveals himself to us by the chanting of the holy name. So, chant, dance, preach, be happy in Krishna consciousness. That's all. Nothing new to say. You may wonder what... I'm just saying the same things over and over again. Doesn't matter. We'll say the same things over and over again. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Surrender to His lotus feet, you rascal. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. So in this Krishna conscious movement, being unhappy is against the rules. It's against the rules. They're not allowed. Prabhupada said, Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. So Prabhupada's order, you must be happy. So we cannot be happy unless we surrender to Krishna. So let us do that and be happy and go out and make others happy. Give them Prabhupada's books. Give them Prasad. Chant Hare Krishna. Go out in your devotee clothes so everyone can see. What are these Hare Krishna people? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Question. I learned three or four Russian words even I can't pronounce properly. Question. They're making some tasks to distribute so much and so much And in your course, the enthusiasm is diminishing. Mm -hmm. How to remain stable and be always conscious what are you doing? You want to repeat the question for everyone to hear? In the mic? Everyone in the back also. Therefore we have to hear carefully, study Prabhupada's books carefully. We have to understand why we are doing what we are doing. You'll find that all the uh, steady big distributors in our movement, Rohini Sutta Prabhu, Ananda Prabhu, they're all they all read a lot. They all read Prabhupada's books a lot, they, like they two hours shot. a day. If you spend time to read you have less time on sankirtan, But you'll be more potent and you'll remain steady. So you have to get that potency from reading Prabhupada's books. Otherwise, if we just try to sell the books on the platform of the mode of passion, I, I have to do my quota, I have to be the top distributor, I have to show everyone I'm so good. You cannot last. Don't be a shooting star. You know this shooting star? This shooting star means it makes it's very bright for a short time, like a firework, and then it's extinguished. Better just steadily go on, steadily go on, steadily go on. Many year we some devotees they come for one year or two years they distribute a lot of books and then you never hear anything about them again. That means they were doing it from the platform of the mode of passion. So we have to come to the platform of the mode of goodness by entering very deeply into this philosophy and making our commitment. Uh, making our commitment on the basis of understanding. If someone is distributing books just because he wants to fulfill a quota or get the devotees to praise him, then he cannot last. Because that means he's doing it for some material satisfaction. And material satisfaction is not satisfaction. It's simply (coughs) frustration. So we have to be careful to raise ourselves to the spiritual platform. So spend some time to read. That doesn't mean that you make an excuse to sleep or not go on Sankirtan in the name of reading. You can't. Not that you don't go on Sankirtan. Not that you you say, now I have to read, I'm not going on Sankirtan. But you have to keep a balance. You have to spend six, seven hours, usually we recommend five, six, seven hours distributing books, two hours reading Prabhupada's books, like this. During marathon time, we do more hours. I say five. Five, six, seven hours, it'll be different for different devotees. I know when I was, uh, when I was distributing with Prabhupada Maharaj, we always used to do about six hours a day. And maybe not so long, but intense. We were working hard. And we used to do pretty good scores. And uh, we had time also for reading, chanting. Pretty good scores means Prabhupada Maharaj is always number one in the yatra. And I was always pretty good too. But we spent time for reading. Any other question? Well, you could walk all around the block if you want. If you... Uh... Oh, that's Hai in Chintamani Nectar Devotion also says. Hai Nam Chintamani It's told that in uh, front walk in front of the... Circumambulate? No. She said walk. What are you supposed to do? Crawl? <laughs> if you have to go from one side of the temple room to the other. If one of the offenses is too circumambulate. Yeah. So we don't do them.